0: Welcome to the Kook Center podcast, and here's your host. I'm here so I won't
1: get found. You're sexy too, Michael Preston.
0: Well, we're joined here for the first time on the Kook Center in studio by someone in our Greenwood studios, high above Greenwood Avenue in Greenwood. I don't know it's really a stretch, isn't it? That's a real big stretch where we are. Briton Ransford of WazooWatch.com is here because he also lives in town. Nobody lives in Pullman that reports on this team except for, like, a couple of people, right? You? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You you do? (laughs) Yeah, Greenwood Avenue stretches all the way to Pullman, Washington, across the Cascade Mountains. Uh, National Signing Day coming up uh, here in no time flat at all. Um, This is a really good class, isn't it? I mean, this this is a really, really, really good class. Probably one WSU hasn't seen in quite a long time, at least so far.
1: It, it's probably yeah. Um, I looked at it uh, a couple uh, about a week ago. I looked at the past classes, and it's certainly one of the classes that um, is certainly it rivals the, the two thousand three or two thousand four class, I believe. Um, per rivals, they're the right now. They're sitting about thirty two. It's class that has a bunch of it fills a bunch of needs, and um, there's a lot of a lot of kids that can come in, uh, whether they're a JUCO guy or a prep guy, they can come mm-hmm. in and um, make a difference pretty quickly. We've kind of
0: termed this at Coop Center, it's kind of been the, the silly season because now you kind of get into the point in recruiting where it's really coming down to the wire and it's, you know, it's a week signing day at this point. Guys are scrambling around trying to get things figured out. Not only the kids, but the coaches are trying to lock down those last few guys. It, this is just kind of the part of the year. I mean, you know, you're busy enough as it is mostly you're trying to track down these kids.
1: But this is when it really kind of gets bonkers, isn't it? Oh, certainly. I think Mike Leach puts it as it's hand-to-hand combat for these kids. There are a lot of air miles, a lot of uh, meeting with high school coaches. And then there's a lot of, um, especially this time of the year, where there's it's silly season. There's kids that are flipping. There's a bunch of kids that are getting 15 different coaches in their ears telling them to come to school. And so um, you're really trying to get in there and, hey, you either hold on to them or flip, guys. And so yeah, um, they're going all over the country, flying everywhere, trying to solidify a class in about six days. So it's certainly silly. It's really airline miles. Or are they flying on private planes? Are they, are they flying on Delta? Or are they taking private planes they, they, to places? I, I believe. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure some of them are, are flying privately, but yeah, they, they do some commercial stuff. Man, that's kind of. I, I don't. I hate commercial travel enough as it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, where I want to dive into more of these guys, you know, there because there are 26 kids to dive into. We won't dive into all of them because some of them, you know, a lot of the offensive linemen aren't going to be seeing the field at all for Certainly. at least a couple of years. They reach it really quickly, but. Of all the guys that are here right now, other than the couple that have already, who's probably in the most danger of flipping in terms of leaving WSU and giving their, I guess on next Wednesday, to yeah. a national letter of intent, not just a verbal commitment anymore?
1: Yeah, I think one guy that's probably a lock to flip is Jonah Moore, the, the Juco linebacker out of Riverside. It would be a tough loss because he's the guy that can come in right away and be a mm-hmm. leader and um, really have an impact immediately at a knee position. He's an inside-outside guy that can do a lot of stuff on the field. He uh, took a visit to TCU last week, and He's visiting Oregon this weekend. Um, he's been pretty vocal about his interest in TCU, and now um, Oregon's really coming strong. So that's a guy that, I mean, I would be completely shocked if he put his um, signature on a WC letter of intent. Um, another guy is uh, Dahu Green, um, one of the, the top receivers in this class, uh, prob- almost a hidden gem that came out of Oklahoma. Um, he didn't even get really looked at, uh, didn't even get invited to any games um, to Oklahoma uh, during his recruiting cycle. But this week, um, they're obviously trying to find a receiver for their to, to cap their class off. They offered two guys, they offered Dahu, um, and then they offered uh, A.D. Miller, a guy out of Texas. And They had an in-home visit with Dahu Green last night, um, and uh, he's a guy that, I think he has a really good relationship with Dennis Simmons, um, mm-hmm. and so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I'm not sure if he's taking a visit yet this weekend. I would expect him to. I think um, he took a visit to Indiana last weekend. So he's obviously still kind of looking around. I think the Indiana visit was more of a, hey, thanks for recruiting me really hard. I'll yeah. check it out. Um, but uh, those are two guys that are um, really kind of on the edge right now. And it's not like they're, they're guys that would ruin this class. This class yeah. is stacked up from top to bottom. and um, They are guys at positions that are kind of filled up. Um, and they're kind of bonuses at this point. I think that's kind of the thing we were talking about a little bit before
0: we started here was that losing Moy, losing Green, while it would stink, it's not necessarily a position, you know, when you lose, if you lose a guy like Moy, you still have four other guys, including one guy we'll get to here um, in a little bit in uh, Cajava-Tazino, but there's still a lot of depth at those positions. Wide receiver, you're only going to take two of Green leaves, but you still have a lot of depth at that just on the roster as it is already. So, wouldn't be too big of a deal if those guys... I mean, you know, Snicks will lose anybody, but those two guys are probably of the least concern of anybody on the roster in terms of them leaving.
1: Yeah, like I said, I mean, I mentioned bonus, and they're not technically bonuses. They yeah. really want these kids. I mean, that's why they're them. That's why they want them like the office. But, I mean, you, like you said, I mean, you got Chandler Lanou, a four-star guy that came in last pass that registered mm-hmm. You got... Um Hercules Mata'afa, one of the best names in the class, and some guy they, they thought they did a, re- a really good job in, um, in Thursday Night Football this year. Yeah. And uh, I believe um, Jason Gesser was on uh, with the Cougar Calls with Bill Moose a couple weeks ago, and he said, hey, those was a guy that really wanted to play right away. So those are two guys that um, could, mm-hmm. could come in immediately and have a big impact. But then looking at the guys they already have in this class, I think they only really wanted to take four, but they got five guys that they would take that are top yeah. talents in this class. And so... Um, you got a, a top-20 guy in Kyle Vettizino and a top-25 guy in Eddie Redensi, so the class is certainly um, pretty well off at linebacker. And then receiver, I mean, um, receivers are – I mean, Leach can find receivers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he found a couple of good ones in Cal Sweet and um, Deontay Burnett. And then you got Tan Mason who can play both ways. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they'll be fine at receiver. Receiver is one of the positions that you really don't have to worry about. Granted, Doggy Green would be yeah. a nice one to have.
0: Burton Rantz for joining us here in the Kitchen Hall studio of Greenwood, Washington. Of the kook Center Hour podcast, we will be going a full hour. That's a little uh, misleading. I, yeah, we could talk for an hour about it. Probably would be getting into the minutia of yeah, it gets recruiting a, a little bit. It gets a little it's, creepy
1: talking about seventeen year olds.
0: I know guys in the Monroe Penitentiary that have done that too much. Um, the you know this 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 kind of level of recruiting is I don't want to say unprecedented, but it is kind of unprecedented for WSU. I mean, you made the point you posted last week something like. In Paul Wolf's four classes, there were 31 total power five offers for all of those kids. And in this one, there are something like 69 Yeah. just in this one alone. Why are the coaches recruiting so well in this cycle
1: compared to the other ones? Well, I think you're seeing, I mean, they have the shiny new building. and I've said a lot. I mean, these kids, they love all that new stuff. And this building's built for 17-year-olds or Mm 18-year-olds who want to come in right away. It has a barbershop. It has, like, the brand-new... Game room, it has your locker rooms that fill everything that you need. Um, and so that's something that they used to be able to show a blueprint of, and now they can actually get kids in there I and mean, be hey, yeah. check it out. Um, you also have uh, relationships that have been getting built for two years. Um, they had it in the past, but combine that with facilities, and you have um, these relationships that certainly um, have been built over two years, and mm-hmm. it, it helps a lot. Uh,
0: four four-stars in this class. I mean, we talked about how unprecedented it is, but having four four-star recruits in the class, you just don't hear much about WSU landing kids uh, that are this good. And to have right now a top, roughly a top 30 class coming off a 3-9 and nine season, that doesn't happen very often for anybody
1: who came off a 3-9 and nine season, does it, to have this kind of haul so far? It really doesn't. I think the only class or the school you can compare it to is Kentucky. You did the same kind of thing. They they got a new coaching staff in there, and uh, they did some facility stuff, and they immediately got a lot of good top prospects to come mm-hmm. in and check it out. Um, they were winning SEC battles, and WC's winning Pac-12 battles. Um, it, it is pretty unheard of, and it's uh, a testament to the recruiting staff that they put together. Mike Leach yeah. says, it's one of the top class or recruiting staffs that he's put together. So um, it, it's pretty unprecedented, like you said. Well, offensive line,
0: defensive heavy class, I mean, you a lot of offensive linemen. We don't—I don't want to say we don't worry as much about those guys, but it just you kind of naturally don't don't think about them as much because they're going to redshirt. They're not going to see the field for at least a couple of years beyond when they're recruited. But this is a defensive-heavy class, and this staff really responded to the fact that that defense was just not very good last year at all,
1: and they, they're bringing in a lot of immediate help. Yeah, the Juco guys are going to help out a lot. I mean, you got uh, a Juco guy on the defensive line with Jeremiah Mitchell, a guy that can come in right away. And especially um, with uh, Xavier Cooper leaving, it helps a little there on the outside a little bit. And then um, you, you have Shalom Luani, a guy that I think is probably one of the best players in this class. He's a guy that can come in safety and um, kind of take over that spot. That's kind of been a struggle with Taylor mm-hmm. Taliulu back there. And so um, you get Shalom Luani back there. Who could, I honestly believe he could be one of the top guys in the Pac-12 in the back end. So, mm-hmm. Um, those are two guys immediately. And then Aaron Porter's a guy people have been gushing about, a guy that um, he was a four-star guy going to UCLA. Um, he just really didn't fit in with the new staff there. And uh, they kind of – Wait, somebody
0: him. didn't fit in with Jim
1: Mora? I am shocked <laughs> by now. that. They, they, Jim Mora actually moved him over to fullback just basically to push him out of the program. So he did. Um, and they're 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 pretty lucky to get him. Jim Master recruited him to UCLA. Mm-hmm. And so um, they built a good relationship and. uh he has been actually been pushed by Nebraska to get out of visit, and he basically said, Stop calling me. Just don't call me anymore. And so, I mean, that's back to the relationships they've built with these kids. And so, um, certainly with, uh, I mean, like you said, the offensive linemen, I they're going to love to, to register those guys every yeah. single year, um, get them bigger, get in a weight program. A lot of them are kind of um, soft body wise. So yeah. They're going to strengthen them up, get them bigger and stuff. And um, and then, yeah, defensive line, they brought in a lot of guys. Um, it hurt to lose Dylan too certainly. Uh, it, it's kind of surprising he's going to go to Arizona State and um, be an offensive lineman. I think that's what they're as. I think the selling point was, hey, we're going to give you a shot at defensive line, but they really do want him to play yeah. um, at, at an offensive guard position. I think he might excel there. Um, that's a tough That's a tough loss, certainly, and so they might. you might see him go after a couple of defensive tackles in this class.
0: Yeah, speaking of defensive tackles, Thomas Toki's been there. I think he was their first commitment of this class, and he's been there pretty much since day one between him Nalu Tapa from last year, uh, who redshirted this year, they look pretty good at defensive tackle right now, especially if you can get Toki in there, redshirt
1: him, and let Tapa come in and, and do what he was built to do because the kid's freaking huge. Oh my God, yeah, Tapa. It, it'll be really cool to see where, what his body's looking like going into spring ball. Um, he came in a little bit overweight, obviously. Um, I think he was what three thirty something like that. Yeah, most of it was tummy, yeah. tummy, weight. Yeah, but he was he was dominating at that that size and and he was moving well. And so I'm really excited to see him. Um, I think they would really like to redshirt Toki. He's yeah um, sitting at what he's a shorter shorter nose tackle. Yeah, he's about six foot and he's about three hundred and fifteen. I think is right he now is what he's listed at. Yeah, let's yeah. see here, six foot three oh seven. Yeah, so he's a yeah he's a guy I think they'd like to they. they like him to sit out and kind of learn the system. I think they'd like to do that with everyone, really. And they're getting to a point where they're going to be able to start redshirting most of their freshman class unless it's a special guy. Um, They're getting some of those special guys in here right now. But uh, Toki's certainly a guy that um, he was looking around, too. He was going to go visit Oklahoma State. He was going to visit Arizona State these last two weekends. And uh, Big Joe went in there and said, nope. I mean, hey, we've recruited you long (laughs) enough. And then, hey, like, what's going on here? And he sealed the deal. And so... I, mean, I think if you follow him on Twitter, he's been pretty uh, stoked about the Cougs. He's been rapping it. He's been following all the new guys. All the guys are even looking at that haven't offered, and he's uh, doing a lot of recruiting of his own. So he's a guy that's excited to be up to WSU. He might not play right away, but yeah. he's a big get and a guy that's been around for I, over a year. I wouldn't ever disagree with anything Joe Salava tells I me would, to, to do. Uh, he, he. whatever you want to do, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's
0: fine, Joe. Yeah, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Uh, Tayon Mason, the guy who flipped from SC to Washington State. Last guy who did that worked out okay at WSU. Yeah, I think he had a pretty good career. Yeah, what was his name? Wife. What? I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention to Michael you. Michael Bumpus. That's Michael a, Bumpus. She, She's not Gosh. paying attention. She, no, I know she... I love she, Michael Bump. Oh, uh, yeah, she does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael um, USC. I, this this kid re- recruited to USC and then he flipped over here and WSU needs help in the secondary right now. Mm-hmm. And of all the freshmen, he can
1: probably provide it right now. Yeah, him and uh, Treshawn Broughton, uh, two guys can come in right away and yeah. help out. Um, Teon Mason, he's a guy that's committed to USC since last February. He's a local dude out of Pasadena, and so um, he was a guy that uh, they recruited from the start. They were all over him, and USC might have kind of... They, they got a lot of DB commits recently, but I honestly don't think that's gonna, that was going to have a big impact. I think he was going to flip to WSU. Yeah, um, WSU did an amazing job of recruiting him, so... Um, people, especially on the, the USC side, will say, hey, we kind of pushed him out, but I don't think that was the case. I think that was more of a, um, WSU's recruiting and kind of selling yeah. WSU to him. And um, They did a good job. He's a guy who can come in right away. Um, he can actually play both ways. He's better suited at cornerback, and uh, he's a, he's a burner. He uh, will make some mistakes, but I think one of the, the big things that the staff lacks is his ability to recover just because of his speed and athleticism. Mm-hmm. He's really raw. Give him some coaching, some like college coaching. And the guy could be an all Pac-12 dude.
0: Speaking of position of need, linebacker all of a sudden became one with Daryl Monroe leaving and number of graduations. So Kai Tzizino you know, comes in, probably has a chance to play right away, doesn't he?
1: Touched on it before. He's a guy that he's he's just pure athletic athleticism. He's still yeah. got a lot to learn at the linebacker position, but his athleticism allows him to just get all over the field from sideline to sideline. He can um, play against the pass. He, Played really well at the Semifile American Bowl, um, and he's a guy that a lot of schools are coming after late. He visited San Diego State last weekend, um, and then Ole Miss has kind of been playing with an offer, um, hasn't extended yet, but um, and, and I would have already expected that to come in. So um, I don't think he's on the flip watch. I think he's mm-hmm. a guy that's going to stick with um, his his commitment. WCU was always high on his list before he committed. It was either Arizona or Washington State. Arizona got a couple other commits, so he uh, he. Went with WSU. I think he's a guy that can certainly come in and compete for playing time. Um, mm-hmm. Whether he plays right away, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they, they would love to redshirt as many guys in this class as yeah. they can. Um, but based on how the defense played last year, where they're at, um, it's really going to depend on how this guy's mm-hmm. older and the redshirted dudes. Um, they come out of this this spring bowl.
0: Britton Ransford from WazooWatch.com here joining us for a special Cook Center half hour. Half hour. Because, uh, yeah, the, like I said, we could get into the minutiae of it, but following a 17-year-old home from high school on the way to his house. And he picks up Mickey D's on the way. It's a little creepy. Yep. Um, it's Mike Leach, so we're always, 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 always going to talk about quarterbacks. Tyler Holinski is in school already. He graduated early, if I'm remembering right. Mm-hmm. So he's in school already, and you know you hear chirping about him potentially competing for the starting job between Luke Falk. And it, 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 this spring, it seems to be completely wide open between Falk, Bender, uh, Tyler... No. No, Tyler, Tyler Brugman. Brugman. Yeah, my bad. Not Tyler Brugman. Uh, he's Scottsdale, leaving Louis- Yeah, now he's leaving Louisville. Um,
1: Scottsdale. He transferred to Scottsdale CC. Scottsdale CC. 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 Boy, I,
0: yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a kid who, one of the higher rated quarterbacks in this class, committed to Mike Leach pretty early. He's done what Thomas Tokie did a little of. He's recruited, other. you know, tried to recruit other kids as well this is an open competition at quarterback. Probably don't go with the freshman, but he's pretty talented as it is, isn't he?
1: I think, yeah, he's, they have a pretty cool uh, depth chart there with um, Falk, Bender, and mm-hmm. Holinsky. Obviously, they would love to redshirt him. Like I said, I mean, it's been a common theme in this talk so far, but uh, he's a guy that I think they're going to let him, they're going to let come in with the spring ball um, and get his reps. They're going to let us see what he has. What mm-hmm. he has. Um, my favorite guy of that group is Peyton Bender. I think he can immediately come in and um, he played in the spread offense in high school. and so, um, But, but Holinsky did the same thing. They're two guys, and you're going to start seeing that as a theme mm-hmm. um, coming in with these uh, prep quarterbacks. Yeah. They're all kind of gravitating towards a spread offense, so mm-hmm. it's easy to see um, what they really have at the prep level within that offense. Um, yeah, he'll get his chance to come in, Holinsky that is, come in and um, compete right away. Yeah. And uh, it'll be good for everyone else involved too, um, having a third guy that can come in and, push for playing time will help everyone involved.
0: Only one of those guys has two really cute sisters that have a country music band. I would point
1: that out. That's, that's a very
0: big perk for me personally. Um, anybody, anybody else that we haven't mentioned so far that could probably play right away? But I know you've said you know they want to redshirt these guys um, a lot, but probably the one other guy that might have a chance to play right away is Matt Abramo, if I'm saying his name right, the kicker. Committed to the BSU, he's he's got a shot to play right away, if only because um, Quentin Brashears, although he had the same kicking percentage as Andrew Fernie did in the same year, Andrew Fernie also had that percentage. Um, he was a little less than consistent for bit. his part.
1: Yeah, from 19 yards out and deeper, I mean, it was a little yeah consistent. So um, sorry, that hurts. That really does hurt. Well, here's the here's the
0: kicker: is he was really good from the 40 kicker. plus. Yeah, here yeah the kicker <laughs> the kicker. He made everything, he made everything from forty he out, and then. Uh, any, uh, no, I'm gonna aspire. I'm gonna take the Pendleton from you, and I'm just gonna chug it right down. <laughs> bra- but he's bravo. he's the freshman. If any, if there is
1: any position where freshmen really have a yeah, chance to play, it's kicker. Definitely, and, and they expect him to. They're giving him a scholarship. I mean, yeah. that's, Uh Leach has held tryouts on campus before for kickers, and he found one. So I mean, giving a kid uh, a scholarship. Um, to come in and kick right away. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they probably expect him to come in and win that job. Um, what is interesting is they're bringing in two other preferred walk-ons. Um, one that's already committed is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones from uh, New Jersey.
0: Wow, you've really fallen on hard times after owning the Cowboys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he's got to live in Jersey, too. Man, that's unfortunate. Jerry Jones from Jersey is coming in. Uh, he, he'll be here uh, probably in spring. And then mm-hmm. this weekend they're bringing in a kid named Spencer Pettit from Snohomish. He plays at Glacier Peak. Um He's rated by just a bunch of different sites as one of the top guys in the country, um, which is interesting. I wasn't I was surprised that they're going to bring him in for um, a look, but uh, they're going to look at bringing a bunch of kickers, and so it's going to be, I mean, five or six dudes coming out and uh, seeing who can kick the ball the farthest, I guess. Uh, but I think Abram is the guy that will come in and uh, mm-hmm. really push and probably land up the dude from um, either kickoffs and yeah. uh, field goals. So.
0: Well, one thing we've talked about, and I know it's just kind of a crapshoot at this point, is with 26 kids in the class, you'd only take 25, which means you got to make room somewhere for somebody, anybody a candidate to gray shirt, or do we even know
1: about the potential for that happening yet? Yeah, I only took math 105, so my, I mean, my, my my math is awful. I took stats it? 212, that was an awful class. Don't Kids, don't ever take that class at
0: WSU, especially if you're, advi- oh, you want to go into sport management? Yeah, you need to take a statistics class on your first and it's just and, yeah no it's awful don't <laughs> do that
1: scholarship math is even worse and uh mm-hmm. it, it's tough to really figure out where pieces are going um they added guys late added jeff farrar um in august last year and mm-hmm. so does he go back to the last class or does he move forward to this class and so and that's something that i mean i wish it was something that they made available that they could um tell you but yeah. obviously it isn't and so we can only speculate that hey they have 26 dudes 24 um commits in this class, two mid-year guys, Dion Singleton and uh, Kyron Priester, and so um, you're sitting at 26, you can only take 25, I'm sure they can probably move a guy back in this class, Um, I've been told that they haven't, but there's got to be something, some moving part, I haven't heard anything about gray shirts, Um, they could be gray shirting a kid or not, but I haven't heard anything um, directly from anybody, Uh, we'll know for sure next Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Um, but uh, yeah, there's they, they were in on a lot of guys top rated recruits the last couple of weeks that kind of went different ways and so the whole uh, hey we're gonna have to pull your offer thing i think is off the table at this point um, yeah there's really no one they're in on that is uh, gonna be better than what they already have mm-hmm. and so uh, it'll be interesting interesting to see how it all shakes out um, but uh yeah they're certainly gonna they're, they're filled up and i think they're kind of going all in with this class yeah they're they're gonna push some guys back and um, this is the class that, hey, it's a big class for the future of this program. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you really like the, uh, I want to move on to one of the coaches. they just hired, We obviously just hired a defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. We don't really know too much about in terms of his, what he's going to do defensively. They're obviously going to run a 3-4. We know that. Uh, but beyond that, we don't know a lot about him. We know a lot about Roy Manning, who they hired, uh, formerly the University of Michigan and Brady Hoke staff. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if Jim Harbaugh tried to retain him at Michigan, but I do know, from in your opinion, he's a really, really good coach and recruiter.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like Harbaugh wanted to retain him. I think okay. Harbaugh wanted to get his own guys. In yeah, there. but uh, yeah, he's certainly, I mean, you can see um, just looking through his Twitter feed and stuff and, and looking at his the past recruits he's got, they're going to miss him. They miss him already. It's, it's a guy that was probably one of their top recruiters at Michigan. And so um, getting him on board at WCU was really big. I think the staff's really excited mm-hmm. about it. As they were excited about the Alex Grinch, they're both plus recruiters who can um, that have already gotten in the living rooms in this current class and kind of sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. It, you look at some of the guys he's already in on. He's in on some four and five stars in the next class. They offered a kid Chris Barnes out of um, Southern California yesterday, who's going to be a four top four star guy. And so he's a. Uh, they're certainly going to set their sights high. And yeah. I think they're they're going to be a big addition to this class. And Roy Manning's definitely. Um, immediately jumps up as one of the top recruiters on the staff. Are
0: there any good stories from these kids in this class? Because I know we we had one from an old player, Spencer Wasim, who dad might have cooked gumbo a little too good for Mr. Paul Wolf, who <laughs> rendered a washroom and unworkable in his home. These, How often do these kids pass along good stories? Are all their visits pretty standard with these coaches? You know, what what – You see, what you saw on the blind side is pretty much what you get from these kids.
1: I think only, uh, I mean, only Paul Wolf can uh, generate that kind of story. Yeah, only um,
0: Paul Wolf can leave an upper decker in a bathroom, pretty much.
1: I, uh, there's not a lot of funny stories like that, but there's cool stories within this class. There's stories of, like, James Williams, who was homeless forever. Um, he, he came out of Cleveland, just a really nasty part of Cleveland. His parents moved him out to Southern California, um... He, they were sleeping on park benches, sleeping out of a car for a, mm-hmm. a couple months out of a year. They finally found a place, got on their feet, and now he's coming to Washington State with a, a full ride scholarship. It's a really cool um, yeah. story. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that, um, but yeah, I guess it's more blindside ish when you get to the uh, when you get to the the in home visits. There's nothing crazy. Mike Leach will show up in his jeans and his polo tucked in. And is it um,
0: Levi's or is it Wranglers
1: with him? It's Levi's, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't check it. Check them. No, out you too don't much, check the tag. It, it looks like. He's wearing some Levi 501s.
0: Guy makes $2.5 million and he buys his jeans at
1: Target. Yeah, I think he's wearing like New Balance
0: shoes or something. They're (laughs) literally just white tennis shoes. So we know what he's not spending his money on, I guess is what you're saying here. Between today, Britton Ransford from com. Between today uh, and next Wednesday, which is National Signing Day, where you'll hopefully also have a parade here in Seattle to go to. Yeah, I missed it last year. You missed it?
1: Well it was on signing day again. Well street. yeah, oh yeah, well I you didn't miss you didn't miss much. I I, I, I
0: absolutely froze my deflated balls off for about seven hours because it was twenty eight degrees outside.
1: There was people parking at my house at like four th- I was up at like four thirty in the morning because letters of intent started yeah. coming at five. There's people parking on my street at like four thirty in the morning to walk down there.
0: So oh, we we took we, we tripped in and took Willow to the light rail up, which was a mistake coming back because it was a three hour wait for the train, which was asinine. <laughs> um the, it only it only gets more insane between here and then because the letters can come in at 5 a.m. Yeah. on the fax machine. Most of the kids won't send it in until they get up to go to school that day at yeah, whatever they time the school starts. Ready. They usually just yeah they usually will send it in the morning of. But it only gets crazier between now and then because you're really trying to kind of hammer everything home, and these bigger schools like Oregon are kind of coming in, sweeping in, trying to steal a few. But it seems relatively stable for WSU at this point, doesn't it?
1: Rel- yes. Relatively. Relatively. Yesterday got a little crazy when, yeah. like, in a 20-minute span, it was, hey, Moy's visiting Oregon this weekend. Uh, Willie Sykes flipped to Nebraska, which was expected. So, I mean, I don't really count that. The girls enough. are just better. At go- yeah, way more <laughs> girls here. Way, way more, more girls. More girls girls are right? so sick. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, and then Dobby Green got the, the Oklahoma offer, and so everyone thought the world was falling. And it's not, guys. It's really not. It's a really good class that – um, even if those names I just mentioned flip, mm. it's still one of the best classes that WC's ever put together. And so, um, yeah, what's interesting is, I mean, they have till about Sunday or Monday morning to recruit these kids. And then there's a quiet period, which basically means there's no more visits. I um, mean, you can still do the whole talking deal. But then there's a dead period from Tuesday through uh, Friday next week that are, hey, you can't talk really to any kids. Kids can call you, but you can't call them. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really mean much now that you have social media and you can jump mm-hmm. on Twitter and send a direct message and completely in the rules. I think you can still do text messages. and so. Yeah. Um, but, but that verbal communication and that like in-person communication all stops about Sunday. And so um, it's certainly get a lot of moving parts. Um, but yeah, this class is, like you said, it's relatively stable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the three guys I mentioned, Moy, um, Green... And then uh, there's a couple guys, Tago, Tizino Parrot, Parrot, not Parrot. That'd be mean to call him Parrot. Parrot, yeah. What? He's probably going to be called Parrot, though. No, well, that kind of Davis be, yeah, Parrot from Arizona, he visited uh, Purdue last weekend. But I think they're all pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So um, the two guys that you'll have to watch for is Moy and Green. And um, the rest of the class is pretty stacked up, and it looks good. Probably the best one we've had in a long time. We're going to have Britton back on
0: again in, I uh, we'll call it a week because I do plan on having a parade to go to next Wednesday. And hopefully not freeze my ass off, although I think it's supposed to be a little warmer. Do you plan on going to the parade next Wednesday? We'll have him on on Thursday to hopefully talk about all the kids we talked about right here today. Committing again uh, next Thursday. You need some five-hour energy sent to you? You want to give an address for people to send like energy drinks to you at all? No, dude, Nusser,
1: Nusser thinks that that's, those things work and they don't.
0: No, I know they don't, yes, sir. No, I know. Well, he's old, so that's okay. Yeah, no. All right. Brittany Ranford, <laughs> watch you watch joining us. Here do. on the Cook so Yeah, he's got his Pendleton. He's a happy camper on the Cook Center half hour. We'll see you guys next week. We'll wrap up recruiting event.